Hey guys, so today I'm supposed to be asleep, but my landlord, I guess, hired a roofing company to come do the roof on our apartments, and well, they're throwing things down from the top, and I live at the bottom, and it's right by my window, so I hear the whole thing. Yay! Anyways. So, that means you guys get another podcast, which, I mean, it's a good thing because I needed to anyways. Um, so, I guess I, it's kind of an update and kind of a faint kind of podcast. Now, you guys know that I do not script or write down things ahead of time. It kind of like comes to me as I'm talking to you. So first I'm going to do the update. So update is I got in almost everything that the fertility clinic needed from me. Um, I sent in the report that they needed from my HSG. Um, test. They also need my images, which I was not sure about, so I got a disc with my images, so I have to send that in. I got it just in case, so I didn't have to go back. I'm glad I did that. Um, so I know that my first appointment, I'm going to have to be scheduled for a ovarian reserve test, which I believe is an ultrasound. Um, I believe. I'm not sure. And my husband has to get a semen analysis. Um, but those things I cannot do anything about. Um, the OB that I go to is also affiliated with Vanderbilt. It's a Vanderbilt OB clinic down where I live in my city. So, um, whatever my doctor has done, of course, the Vanderbilt Fertility Clinic can see because it's the same system for all Vanderbilt. Um, I don't know if that means I will have my child eventually at a local hospital or at Vanderbilt in Nashville. Um, I'm up for either one. I'm leaning towards going to Nashville because that's where my, that's closer to where my family is. So um, if they want to come see me, that'll be a two-hour drive. If I go to Nashville, it'll probably be like one hour. So, for them and for me. So, I think, you know, halfway point is better. Um, of course, I'm getting ahead of myself, you know. Um, but I'm just thinking ahead. And because my OB, I know, has privileges there, of course, it's an option. Um, of course, at the time... I would have to talk to my OB, see what they feel comfortable with, depending what the situation is. Also, depending if it's an emergency or not. Um, 
all that has to go into factor whenever I do go into labor. Um, for now, I am getting my house together. I, of course, moved into my own apartment. It's a one-bedroom. When the kids sleep over, um, the little one wants to sleep with us. Um, so we finally got our own bed. The bed we had was borrowed. So we finally got our own bed. And, um, so we've been setting that up with the room. We got a mattress, a box spring, and of course the frame. And two nightstands. Which I've never had my own like bedroom set like that so I'm excited about it um I feel like a grown-up we bought a vacuum which another thing I'm excited about which really means I'm a grown-up I put curtains up I mean I'm just making it my own and I feel (laughs) it's so silly the things I get excited about over now um I'm cooking my first few dishes for Thanksgiving on my own. Now, I have helped on Thanksgiving, but I've never done my own, like, dish on my own. I've been in charge of, like, drinks or ice or um, rolls or something like that that I bring. Like, I always contribute, but I've never felt qualified to do a whole dish from like start to finish so I'm excited about that we'll see how it turns out (laughs) um let's see what else do I have to update you guys on oh yeah I signed up well I enrolled in college it's not all set up yet I still have to do a few things for that. I have to get my high school transcript. And I forgot what else. Um, But yes, I am set as of right now to start spring of 2020. Um, So me and my husband are looking at our finances and our schedules. Um... I don't know if I've told you guys this, but my husband's in the military, so he's going to try to transfer his GI Bill to me so that I can go to college and it'd be more economic for us. Um, We also looked at our budget and got Wi-Fi, and... um, I got a laptop now, which was always my excuse not to go to college. So, my husband has a laptop and a and Wi-Fi for me. So, I'm officially out of excuses, which means that I am going to college. Um, now, when I signed up for college, I signed up for nursing, which... I better think about that before now before I actually start because I'm not completely convinced now. As a little girl growing up, like that was just what I wanted to be. 
Um, now that I'm actually doing it, I don't want to get through the whole thing and then realize, oh, I don't really want to be a nurse. So, that's why I'm thinking, like, is this really something I want to do? Um, as career-wise, I know I'm going to college. That is, like, already set. I'm going to go. Um, but the major is what's in question right now. So, another thing that's different, I think, I don't know if I updated you guys with this last time, I go to a therapist pretty often, and I had my first appointment with a psychiatrist, which the difference is a therapist, it's like regular counseling, and a psychiatrist, they can write prescriptions. Um, So when you go to a psychiatrist, of course you would talk to them about whatever's going on, like in general, and I'm sure they'll talk to you about it. But the reason they need to know what's going on with you is so they can prescribe them the best medicine to help you. Um, because this was my first appointment with the psychiatrist there. I, I'm going to see her next month because she has to see where I'm at with the medicine that she prescribed. Um, and then decide, does she want to tweak it, or does she want to keep it as it is, do we add anything, do we, you know, whatever, um, so yeah, see her next month, so December, like, the middle of December, I think, um, I'm excited about that, I feel better, um, I feel better partly because I am finally speaking about what affects me in therapy and it's a safe place and we talk about it thoroughly until I feel better about it or have a better handle on my feelings about whatever. So I'm happy about that. Um... I have been, in 2019 in general, like, all together, I have been cutting people out of my life that have been toxic to me, or that I feel have been toxic to me, um, so that's been a big deal in my life, and that's another reason why I feel better. I feel like the people around me now are who I want around me and people that uplift me and um, that want to genuinely know how I am and vice versa. And we invest in each other's lives. Um, So, anyways, it's just... It's just so many things happening at once, and it's all good. Um, my marriage is going fantastic. 
which is a plus. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit of a all over the place update. Maybe next time I need to write down my updates instead of being all over the place. Anyways, let me know how you like that. Um, so the topic of today that I thought, you know, was on my mind, and I was like, well, I'm up, because they're throwing things down from the roof, so let's just let it out. So, as I said earlier, 2019 has been more about lessons, and as I am working on myself, I have figured out the people in my life that are not necessarily good for my life. Um, so I have, I have had to seriously look at my relationships, look at the benefits, look at the cons, and decide, is this a person that's benefiting me? To grow as an individual. Um, And if not. Of course it's not as easy to do. But you cut them out. Now that's a process. It's not as easy as. You know I'm not just. I'm just going to stop talking to this person. It's not that easy. But it's a process. And it takes time. And it takes more than you just saying. I'm done with this person, um, because in whatever capacity that person is a part of your life, has been, was, whatever, depending on the relationship you guys had, um, and also how long they've been in your life, so it's not an easy process, I don't want to make it sound like it is, um, but for me, it's been very, very, beneficial. I feel like I wouldn't be where I am today had I not made those choices. Um, without going into like too much detail, you know that people in your life that hold you back. That could be professionally, that could be in your everyday life, that could be in your growth as a person, as an individual, um, people that keep you second-guessing yourself about everything in your life, not just big topics, but, like, you know, every little decision you ever made, um, which I'm not saying you're never going to disagree with the people that you do decide to keep in your life, I'm not saying that, um, It's expected because if you keep people in your life that truly, genuinely care about you and want the best for you, you're going to one or twice or more than that disagree. What I'm talking about is, let's say you're going out and you decided to wear a red dress because you like the red dress and it's appropriate for the occasion or whatever, and you feel really pretty in it, and confident in it, and then this person's like, no, you shouldn't wear that, are you sure you want to wear that, why do you want to wear that, I think this one looks better, 
You know what I mean? Like, they make you feel, like, two feet tall. They make you feel ugly about yourself. You're like, well, what's wrong with the red dress? Is it not the dress? Is it me? Is it this? Is it that? So that's what I mean. And it's a really stupid example. But, you know, I'm trying to make it general. So, um, keep people in your life that if the red dress genuinely, like, realistically does not look good on you, a person that will tell you, hey, that dress is beautiful, but it's not made for your body. You know what I mean? Somebody that will, like, give you constructive criticism. Somebody who will say, look, this red dress is not working. We either have to size up, size down. They will help you work out what you want to do, but make it better. And not in a way that's, like, diminishing to you or belittling you. It's uplifting and it helps you solve a problem while maintaining your self-esteem. That is the kind of people that I want around me for 2020. All of you guys know that I have a fertility appointment coming up. And a huge part of fertility treatments is stress. And my therapist as well as my psychiatrist have told me this. And they have also voiced that a big part of Possibly, now they're not saying this is the cost of it, but possibly a big part of miscarriage is stress in your life. Your body constantly being under stress. Now I'm not saying I can 100% eliminate every little thing that's going to stress me out about life. That's not what I'm saying. But, I mean, I was told this two weeks ago and I'm learning to... try to de-stress my life. Worry about the things I need to worry about and let go of the things that I don't. Is it easy? No. But I'm starting with little things, like work things, like can I let this go or do I need to do this or, you know what I mean? And I'm not talking about my patient care. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the drama. I'm talking about that extra stuff that's not part of my daily, like, work routine. That's what I mean. Um, but anyways, in 2019, I guess the lesson of 2019 was be grateful for what you already have. Now, I have been focusing so long in the fact that I keep having miscarriages. That is a big part of my life. The fact that these six children that were in my womb are no longer here. That really affects me. Now, I can focus on the fact that they're not here and long for what I do not have. Or I could be grateful that they happened and I could be grateful that I have three amazing stepchildren, an amazing husband, an amazing support system, an amazing family that I created, 
for the most part, you know, my work, work is going to be stressful no matter where you work, but I have a job. I have friends. I have an amazing family. I have amazing parents. I have an amazing husband. I am blessed. Yes, I do not have my own child, and that is something I want. But instead of focusing on what I want, focus on the blessings I already have. And that is a big deal. And nothing or no one said anything to me to the fact of me having to learn this. But I feel like it's an important lesson in life of saying, um, I am really grateful for what I have. And that way you can appreciate your husband, you can appreciate your parents, you can appreciate your siblings, you can appreciate the job that you have, you can appreciate your friends, you can appreciate the fact that I do have three amazing children, and you know what, those are blessings, those are blessings that God has given me in 2019, and I need to be grateful that I have those, and that takes the stress away of trying to obtain something that I don't already have. Is it going to hurt if fertility treatments do not work? Yes, it's going to hurt and it's going to be stressful. And I'm sure come January when I do find out what I have to go through, it will be absolutely just completely stressful. But I can de-stress my life in the in the small things like my work, my support system, and know that those things are always going to be there, and I'm blessed by those things. That way, when the stress does come, it's not overwhelming, it's not overbearing, it's not something that I cannot handle because I have those people there and those things there. And because God is with me every step of the way. And that is a very, like, very exciting part of life that I have. That I have people there when I need them. And they've shown that to me this year. Um... When I needed people this summer, they, I felt so alone. But then as soon as I opened up, it's like people were just there. You know what I mean? With the words of encouragement, with coming to check on me, with calling to see, hey, how are you doing today? Like, being there for someone does not always mean you have to, let's say, they're lacking money. That doesn't always mean you have the money to give them. They're lacking food. That doesn't always mean, like, I have the food to give you. 
or, you know, whatever the stressor is. Like, that doesn't always mean that you're going to help them in the way that they need. Being there for someone means you have a listening ear and you're going to come back and the next day you're going to be like, hey, how are you doing today? How can I pray for you today? And that is what I found when I was at my lowest point where I thought, oh, it's just me and my husband in this life. People came out of the woodworks and they were calling me every day, checking on me every day, texting me every day, praying for me every day. Um, when I did have to move in within a week, um, one of my friends helped me with groceries because, of course, I had to pay the deposit on an apartment and I had to get all these things, you know, that come with moving. And I just wasn't going to have the money to get groceries. And she bought me a few meals for the week to cook until I got paid again. And that was just, at the time, that was such a big blessing because without that we wouldn't have eaten you know so I feel so blessed even in the midst of really stressful times this year God showed me the people that needed to be there with me right beside me the people that really truly care about me they were there and they showed out Anyways, I hope this helped a little bit and encouraged you a little bit in this Thanksgiving season. It is Monday, November 25th. November 28th is Thanksgiving, and that is what I'm thankful for this year. This year, I'm thankful that I learned that I need to appreciate the things and the people that I have in my life today. and worry about the next thing when it happens, not one second before. Anyways, I hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving, and leave me a message if you want to. All right, bye guys.